Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our 10-day Torah challenge. We'll share a five-minute Torah thought, and I'll wait on the line for if anyone had any questions following the, the, the five minutes. If uh, you'd like, you can also email me any questions you may have. The call will be recorded, and it will be emailed to you a little bit later. You can always listen to it a little bit later today. Thank you for joining. Today is the fifth day. It's a 10-day challenge, and I encourage you to stick with it for the next few days. Thank you for joining. We began our, last week speaking about the creation of the world. We spoke about some of the events that followed generations later. We spoke about Abraham and his covenant that he forged with God. Now, if you look in the next segments of the Torah, you see the story of Isaac, <clears throat> Abraham's son, Yitzchak, What's interesting about it is a very stark distinction, very clear distinction between the way the Torah discusses Abraham and what happened to him in his life and Yitzchak. Although Yitzchak lived for more years than any of the other of our forefathers, his life is discussed with less detail than the others. Abraham, we spent three Torah portions discussing his covenant that he made with God, discussing the wars that he, that he fought, discussing the prayers that he that he offered on behalf of Sodom, intervening. Many, many different aspects of his life are covered. We follow the, the, the drama of his not being childless for many years, followed by the, pro, the prophecy that they would have children and the way they reacted to it. Many details are shared. The same thing is with Yaakov. We find a lot of details how he went down to his uncle Lavan's house and the way he was treated over there and interaction with him and the way he managed to... Uh, be, be, trick, be, be tricked by his, uh, by his relatives into marrying the wrong wife. Lots of details about his life as well. Yitzchak, there's one Torah portion which focuses on Yitzchak, and even the portion which focuses on him deals with very minimal aspects of his life. There's portions of the Torah which talk about Yitzchak, but don't even mention him. They talk about him almost in passing. They just... We just read on this yesterday in, in synagogue, we read the story of the binding of Yitzchak. We read that story from Abraham's perspective. We read that story from Abraham. God commands him. He gets, he gets up in the morning and he travels out over there. Yitzchak at the time was 37 years old. He was involved, actively involved in the story, but he's somehow con, conspicuously not mentioned. In the Torah portion which discusses Yitzchak, we talk a lot about how Eliezer, his father's servant, went to find him a wife, not even dealing with Yitzchak himself. And the one detail that is highlighted in Yitzchak's life is a strange one to, to, to highlight. It tells us that the plishtim covered over the wells that his father Abraham had dug, and Yitzchak came and reopened those wells. And not only that, he dug his own wells as well. That's an amazing accomplishment, I'm sure, but is that of eternal significance that the Torah feels that this is necessary for us to learn from Yitzhak's life? What is it about these wells that is so central to Yitzhak's life? And why is it that so, much, so few details are shared? <clears throat> the commentators explain that the difference between Abraham and Yitzhak was very, very significant. Although father and son, they had much in common, of course, but they were very, very different in the way they served God. Abraham embodied chesed. 
Yitzchak was embodiment of Gvura. Chesed is kindness. Avram was an embodiment of kindness, constantly going out of his way to help others. We see that in everything about his life, looking out for others all the time, sharing and caring, constantly reaching out to others. That's the idea of chesed, kindness. Yitzchak was embodiment of Gevura, which is translated as severity, which means strength, and withholding internal work, not reaching out to others, looking internally. This explains much of the difference between the way the Torah treats Avraham and, and the way the Torah treats Yitzchak. Avraham was told about his travels, constantly reaching out, constantly going new places. That's the personality of chesed. Gevura stays in one place. Gvura stays local, doesn't travel away. Yitzchak never actually left the land of Israel, or at that time Canaan. As well as that, every aspect of Yitzchak's life and Avram's life can be explained, understanding it through this perspective that Avram was an embodiment of chesed, kindness, and Yitzchak was an embodiment of Gvura, which means strength and severity. This also helps us understand why the significance of digging the wells. The wells is what a person, what happens is that you take an area which is covered over with dirt and you dig beneath the surface and you reveal the water which is buried sometimes many feet beneath the surface. And that is what Gevura does. Gevura digs deeper. Gevura is, is, takes away the layers of dust that, are, that may have accumulated over the years and finds the treasure within. And that was what Yitzchak excelled in, both with regard to other people finding the treasure which is within the other person and also within himself, finding the strength, an inner strength to overcome any type of challenges and to serve God in the fullest way. And this is what we can learn from Yitzhak as well. We can learn, first of all, when dealing with others, every person has a godly soul. Every person has a good core. And what we could do is we can dig a little deeper. If we don't find it at first, if we're, we don't feel that we have found the goodness within them, if we dig a little deeper, we'll find it. Within ourselves, sometimes we have to strip away the layers. Sometimes we have to strip away the personality and the persona that we've created about ourselves and find our real core. That will help us serve God in a lasting and continuous and complete way.